welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 10. We've been doing this now for 20 weeks. People probably aren't listening, but that's fine. No, that's okay. Yeah, no one's listening. No one's listening. We got that robot listening on the server for about five days and it looked really good. We are speaking into the infinite void that is the world in between worlds. Yes. Whatever that is. Michigan. Intro us, man. <laughs> Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode 10. This week we will speak, uh, speak once more about games, media, and anything else that exists within our realm of existence. Things and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So existence twice, I'm not really happy with that sentence. But anyway, um, this week, and you're going first. No, you're not going to rant for 10 minutes at the start. No, I'm not going to get angry about anything. There's nothing to get angry about. The world's fucked. Yeah, get over it. It's time for me to cheer up. I'm going to start, I don't know, sugar. You start eating meat. It'll make you feel much better. No, it won't. That'll make me feel worse. Think about all those poor fucking innocent chickens that are getting killed. Millions and millions of animals are Some of those chickens could be evil. Most of what people buy gets thrown away. What the fuck is the point? Um, chickens can be evil man how do you know right. they're not real bastards look. and we're just you know you just don't know the truth I'm preventing the last of us happening by eating all the fungus I'd rather not eat the fungus <laughs> I'd love to eat the fungus right so I guess I have to kick things off this week yep well, I'm going to start off with your favourite subject a WWE thing I love I, I stay up to date yeah because you know who won Ramses or Rams Ram. <laughs> Ramsey's Revenge the Third, the no, Royal Alton Towers. That no, won the Royal not Rumble. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> not Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's the thing. Royal Rumble. Uh, it was this past two weeks ago. Now, yeah. what's the first thing I watched on WWE Network as a pay per view live event, and it did actually stream a lot better than all the live things I'd watched on there before because I'd watched like the little preview things they do before Raw, yeah. and none of them worked. It was just like blocky, like 1996 internet all of a sudden. Like you were running it for a Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, have they done network for Mega Drive yet? It's an app. <laughs> Apps for the Mega Drive. Yeah. Get on it, scientists. Yeah, let's get on that. You want to cure cancer <laughs> or you want to fix the Mega Drive? <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, it streams all right. Every now and again it froze up for a second. I had to refresh the page and it started going fine. HD again. Say HD the whole way through. Is the app working on the Xbox? I haven't tried it. I haven't bothered because, you know, I've got it on my PC and my PC's plugged into my TV. And you probably don't need Xbox Live Gold for a PC. Nah. <laughs> Just get on with it. It'd probably work better anyway. Um, but yeah, it was uh, the pay per view was like going really, really well. Had some nice matches and everything. And then you got yeah. to the actual Royal Rumble match itself, which is the main event. I mean, the triple threat WWE Championship match was ridiculous. It felt like an attitude era match. Like it was going nuts, chaos the whole way through, which is what I like. If you were gonna attribute that to something, I'd know. Hmm. Free people against is it free? Yeah, freeway dance as they used to call it in the old days. Okay, what would that be, excitement wise, similar to? Excitement-wise, similar to... Yeah, so like, if I was watching an action film, would that be the end? Uh, Beating my amiibo on Smash. I've done that a bunch today. Yeah. Fucking Nintendo. It was good, wasn't it? (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was an excellent triple threat match, and Brock Lesnar broke his rib apparently during it, and still carries on, because that's what he does. Yeah, that's what happens when you fake fight. No, he actually broke his rib. He did. Apparently apparently he has. According to the WWE. No, apparently yes. Those special doctors that make cuts appear out of <laughs> They make cuts appear out of nowhere. They cut the head. Ow, uh, oh, oh, ketchup. When they bleed. No, they actually bleed. When they bleed, they cut well, the head. Like a razor? Yeah. Just, oh, like the in head. The Wrestler? Yeah. Oh. The Wrestler didn't make that up. What, what a stupid thing to do. No. Everyone knows it's fake. Like, it's just... more effective than sticking corn syrup on your face. <laughs> no, it's <not>. <laughs> <laughs> It disappears oh two seconds later. I should show you that time Joey Mercury got a ladder in his face. You'll enjoy that. All right, we'll check that out. Yeah. But um, 
the Royal Rumble itself was going fine, yeah. and Daniel Bryan comes in, and everyone's happy and cheers and all this sort of stuff. And then out of nowhere, he just kind of gets eliminated. It just sort of happens. He's there one minute, and then someone just throws him out. I can't even remember who threw him out. It just happened. Ramsey's. No, yeah, Roman Reigns is the guy. Roman Reigns. Yeah, the Rock's little cousin. Roman. But the thing was, is, as soon as Daniel Bryan got eliminated, everyone was like, "Well, we know who's going to win now," the because Rock. it was all bit. Well, Rock wasn't in the Royal Rumble. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He can't wrestle anymore. Kane. He's still there, yeah. The Undertaker. Sting. Sting. He turned up at, um, on Raw and stuff this oh, week. I like Sting. Yeah, he's going to have a match at WrestleMania, apparently. Really? Yeah. Does he get to keep his baseball bat? Yeah, he's walking around with it. He's still got him. Um, he's learned how to not tuck his uh, tights in over his shoes now. He's learned how to tuck them into his shoes, which I is reckon. a big problem he's had for years. I reckon that he is going to lose his fucking mind one day and just start beating people's heads in with a baseball bat. Burn into the character a little bit there. <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to come out of the shadows and just knock the fuck out. You need out. to see the film he was in, Shutter Speed. He's a well-adjusted individual. He's in Shutter Speed? Yeah. There's two films called Shutter Speed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, the Korean one? No. But, um, but yeah, as soon as Daniel Bryan was eliminated, everyone just was like, oh, that's pissed him off. Daniel Bryan and looks like a goat. Everyone's like... Roman Reigns is the guy that WWE want to push to the main event. Yeah. They, they're the ones they've picked out and they said, he's the Jordan one, we're going to push him. Because he's, he's young, he's going yeah. to live a long time. Because like, he looks a bit like The Rock and he's got long hair and he's big. He doesn't look like, he looks like Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason true. Momoa lost weight. Yeah. But um, as soon as he came out, everyone was booing him because they didn't want him to win. And everyone's been saying stuff like, oh, they were just upset because Daniel Bryan lost and they you know, were booing Roman Reigns out of spite. It's, like, it's not they were booing Roman Reigns out of spite, it's that they knew he was going to win. Yeah. Like as soon as Dolph Ziggler came out and Dean Ambrose came out, people cheered them. They were happy to see them because they were like the other people they'd like to see win. Yeah. But then no, they got eliminated and yeah, and then it's just Roman Reigns win and everyone booed like crazy and the Rock looked visibly pissed off because the Rock came out afterwards and celebrated with him because they're cousins because all Samoans are related. But racist. They are as far as I can tell. <laughs> hey, hey, Triple H stopped, broke character and spoke to a little sick and dying boy. It wasn't sick and dying, just some kid who was crying in the audience. Oh, really? Yeah, don't make it out like it was worse than it was. Don't fucking pay that kid any never mind. What are you doing? <laughs> Encouraging that sort of behaviour. Don't pay him no never mind. In a public mind. place. Yeah, don't pay him no never mind. But no, it was... Um, <laughs> I thought the kid was dying. But no, no, just some crying kid. Oh, fuck that kid. Get rid of him. No, not literally. No. Well, <laughs> Triple H is pretty big. <laughs> Most people wouldn't be able to argue. <laughs> but yeah, that event just... Uh, it kind of went downhill for like 45 minutes or something. Just constant booing. And Roman Reigns spent most of the Royal Rumble like out of the way, like lying down in the corner or something. Like barely did anything. He doesn't deserve He that didn't title. earn it. No. He didn't earn that match. And now they're like He didn't pretend to fight for long enough. Uh, well they're doing a thing now where people think the WWE are like trying to make good on it and they've got Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns at No Way Out or what no Fast Lane is what the pay per view's called now in February. Um for the number one contendership, which is just kind of I don't think Daniel Bryan's gonna win that, but they better make it look like Roman Reigns earned the win. Yeah, they've got to dance very well. They've got to dance. They've got to go they to got, the dance. They've got to dance. Yeah. They've got to get down and dirty. They can still turn this around. It's not like people hate Roman Reigns because he did. he was over for a while, but it's just the foregone conclusion that he was going to win everything, and that's kind of... In WWE Supercard, yeah. he looks like a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you know most of your wrestlers from now, isn't it? Yeah. I like Daniel Bryan because he looks like a goat. Yeah, he's crazy. He looks like a goat, man. Yeah. He is. They call he him a goat. He's got a t-shirt with a goat a on it. Fawn. He looks like a fawn, <laughs> but without the goat legs. He's got a goat face. Well, yeah. Old uh, Royal <laughs> old, Rumble. Old it was, goat face. It was uh, a, like a 9 out of 10 pay-per-view up until about halfway through. 
and then when the foregone conclusion kicks in, you know what's coming and it's just inevitable and you're just sitting there watching this Royal Rumble match for another half an hour where you know it doesn't matter what happens because the WWE's golden boy is going to win. You know, He's not it, even that good a wrestler. No, Out of the three that was in no. the Shield, I he's assumed the least he wasn't. Good, no. Because I nicknamed him in WWE Supercard Captain Cunty McGuinness. <laughs> but he's like, he's got good timing like The Rock has. Rock always had an ability to be in the right spot at the right time and, and he'd keep the match flowing. He had charisma. Yeah. But Ro- yeah, Roman to, Reigns doesn't have the charisma. Yeah, he doesn't. The Rock didn't need to have long hair and a beard. He just he was a charismatic guy. No. And he's the uh, Roman Reigns is the only one out of the Shield who hasn't changed his appearance or his style or character at all. He wears a stupid leather fucking waistcoat yeah. like some cunt. Yeah, well, Ro- Dean Ambrose has gone into like a bit of a uh, Brooklyn baller, stone cold territory where he's like in jeans and vest all the time. I love it. He's crazy. And Seth Rollins like, like, has got the superstar look going on. You know when you see jeans and a vest, you always. Like, expect to see the little mobile phone clip. <laughs> I always imagine, like... The... Well, only on elastic top jeans, man. He's not wearing elastic He's not that big. No, no, no. <laughs> you, can, you can get the belt ones. It's like a holster. Yeah. But Royal Rumble overall, you can watch it on WWE Network. It's free this month. Feel free to sponsor me, WWE. That's no, fine. I'm not going to watch it. But, um... You haven't convinced me. It was, it was meh for the last part. It just kind of ruined it. But the old pay-per-view before that, excellent. Even the women's match was good, which is a rarity in WWE. Sexist. But they are, they're terrible most of the time. Can NXT get, has some good women's matches. The girls have got there. Can we get a sexist banner yeah. and a racist banner? No, it's more editing for me today. Well, no, just like, <laughs> you're just like, the screen will go white and it'll just say racist. Or racist? Sexist. But yeah, Royal Rumble. It was good up until that moment. Your turn. My turn. Uh, my first. I'm going to drink my Starbucks espresso quickly first. I've got a double shot espresso. Starbucks in the mail, please. Thank you. You don't want them to post you a bunch of dairy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> my my when I fart I make that noise sometimes. Yeah, when I drink those you just noises. move it just right. <sighs> it's just vacuous anus. Um, all right. So my first review today is going to be a film called Wolves. 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 W o l v s. Don't know what that is. Wolves. What? Don't know what that is. What oh. is it? All right. So we were speaking about Jason Momoa a second ago and how. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Ramses. Roman Reigns. <laughs> okay. Now that guy looks like Jason Momoa. Yeah, budget store Jason Momoa. Yeah. Do you know who looks like Jason Momoa? Roman Reigns. Aquaman. Oh. No, no, it's Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh. He is in the film Wolves, in which he plays a murderous rapist. Fair enough. Who has sired a child who discovers on his 18th birthday he has wolf like abilities. Mm. And incredible strength. He almost kills a man, or he might have killed a man. So he goes on the run and happens to turn up at the same place that Jason Momoa is. Yeah. Needless to say, a confrontation is coming because it turns out that Roman Reigns, played by Jason Momoa, raped raped his mum, killed her with the raping, and... After she had the baby. Oh. And then he's come back with his wolf powers. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up, Dad. Yeah, because I was going to say like, there'd be a problem with continuity yeah, there. Yeah, there'd be a couple of issues. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, so, and and then there's wolf sex. Nice. Like the howling. No, no. It's <laughs> oh. really shit. Like, it's, it's in the day, so the wolf powers aren't really explained. But it's in the day, and they're in a barn, and they're just ripping each other's clothes off and fucking. No, oh, because I like doing the howling, the campfire one. Is it howling too? Where they mutate halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. How That's weird. Great film. Weird film. Um, <laughs> God, it's shit. 
It's just so fucking bad. It's really crap. Most werewolf films are. Like, there is a long tradition of werewolf well, films sucking ass. That's the thing. I'm going to, right now, I'm just going to roll off five films that have werewolves in that are excellent. Wolf, starring... <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Jack <laughs> Nicholson and James Spader. Yeah. Has the best scene in the world where he takes his dick out and pisses on James Spader's shoes. And pissing around the um, bathroom, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, mocking my territory. Yeah. American Wealth in Paris. London, not Paris. Yeah, no, exactly, London. I was going to say, the sequel. <laughs> yep. The Howling. Yeah. Silver Bullet. Which one is that? Stephen King one with the kid in the wheelchair. It's got the fireworks and oh. Gary Busey. Does the kid get um, bullied by anyone? And is there an alcoholic dad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, of course there is. It's a Stephen King film. Who's in a Set in small town America? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Stephen King film. <laughs> Religious Zealot? Yeah. yeah, of course it is. Stephen King film. And uh, and then the last one is um, Van Helsing. Van Helsing, <laughs> really? <laughs> I like Van Helsing. It's an alright film. It's a terrible film. It's not that bad. You're not saying Monster Squad? Yeah, I'd say Monster Squad instead, actually, because yeah. that's, like, that's probably the best example that of a world. That led to a discovery, that film, that Wolfman has nods. We didn't know that Yeah, before then. Secret to killing a Wolfman is kick yeah. him in the nods. Yeah. That is one of the saddest Wolfmen as well. Yeah. Because he's like, please kill me. You've got to kill me, or I'm going to become a monster and hurt people. I don't want to hurt people. And then like the werewolf side's like, I fucking love killing people. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my torn up shirt and he gets on. kicked in the nards for it. Wearing my jeans. <laughs> I've got some shoes in which my toes pop out for ventilation. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, they they do shoes. Could have flip flops. All right, now he's not going to the beach, and he might want to get in a club. So he's practical going to werewolfing clothes, elastic top jeans, flip flops. <laughs> You're basically explaining the rock's yeah. clothes in that picture from the. 80s. Oh yeah, yeah. The les buff lesbian rock. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So uh, wolves is a pretty shit film. I watched the whole of it. It took me two sittings. I fell asleep during the yeah. first one. The fight at the end, it's so crap, and it's just, oh, it's just, ah. Oh. You know, like they've got a pretty good budget as well, so I was thinking to myself, why not just make a good film? <laughs> but um, honourable mention for best well film goes to Wolf Cop. <laughs> Have you seen Wolf Cop? No, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, Wolf Cop's amazing. Wolf Cop's the story of a man who gets drunk all the time, and he's a cop, and he gets changed to a werewolf, so he goes and becomes a cop on the town. As a werewolf. Yeah. Awesome. It fucking falls apart at the end, but what a great movie up until then. And there's loads of gore. I loved it. Compared to Wolves, that was fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> wolves just like, You're my father! I know I'm your father! I don't like you! I love you! No, I don't love you! I'm gonna fight you now! I'm gonna kill you now! It's worse if I let you run around! Is this why they're in wolf form? No, this is normal. Uh-oh. When they're all from that, I want to have a heart to heart while they're in wolf form. <laughs> <laughs> you pissed on my tree. I didn't piss on. I can smell you on her. God, it's shit. All right, I'm done. Next review, your turn. Fine, I'm um, gonna. That's quick for me, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what ten minutes. I don't know. No, it's like six <laughs> minutes. Shut up. Right, I'm gonna go with a bit of a retro thing now because the past like two weeks since I got a Wii U, all I've been playing on it is obviously Advance Wars, the Game Boy Advance game. Which I, I downloaded it. Yeah, I've been lying in bed playing it on the Wii U controller before I go to bed, which is probably why my sleep's been fucked for the last <laughs> few weeks. But um, Advance Wars is still a perfect game. It's absolutely spot on. Like, I love the later ones, but they started introducing more and more powerful units and ones that messed with the dichotomy of the game, and they started making CO powers a really big focus of it. Mm. Um, and then they reined it back in Dark Conflict, which probably has the best pure gameplay of the Advance Wars games, but it was really dark and miserable and there was nothing to unlock. Like, you finished it once and you were done. 
Um, but the original Advance Wars is spot on. Like the balance is really nice. Um, the AI is like you can you can exploit the AI like crazy. Like you know it will prioritize attacking certain units, so you can always take advantage of that when you're trying to plan an attack. Like if you need to move into the range of a rocket, chuck an APC there, and the rocket will attack the APC and leave your other guy alone. Ah. Yeah, nice way to exploit the uh, AI. I know my AI, that game. I know inside out. But um, it's like Mirror isn't evil. I literally sat there and I finished it in the last two weeks just playing it one mission a night and churning through it and a little bit every now and again. Is um, it a long game? It's about 18 missions on the main story mode, but it's possible to get extra bonus missions by choosing certain characters as you go along okay. um, in certain routes. And then there's like the tutorial missions take up a while as well. It takes a while to get through them. And there's you also have to do shit. Them. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. You can skip them, but it helps because you'll be like in the deep end if you don't. I don't remember doing the tutorial missions. But it's I, still I've teaching you stuff as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. But tutorials are fine because they're little battles. And after about the third one, it's just like, okay, I'll give you the basic info. Now just get on with it and finish this level. Yeah. So it's quite right. Um, but no, that game's brilliant. The music's been stuck in my head all week. So I've Do you know something's been stuck in my head all week? What? No, I can't remember. No. <laughs> Is it that version of Snake Evil with um, K.K. Slider singing the lyrics? No, no. Oddly <laughs> enough, it's actually been everywhere by um, by um, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, it's not Derude Sandstorm. That wasn't on rumours, was it? You're talking about Fleetwood Mac on a different album, aren't you? I only listened to Rumours. <laughs> I think it was on Rumours. No, that's it's all, all true, mate. That's the one with a weird black and white cover with a guy playing a flute like a penis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's how you flute, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you suck it, yeah. You suck in. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Was I talking about Advance Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Really great game. 629 on the Wii U Virtual Console. Worth it. Yeah. I'd say, um... Just in case they actually do give us those free games, like the well, say the chuck loads of games on the Virt store, like they did in America. They're not going to because Nintendo have made Nintendo one Europe hate us. List. Yeah, yeah. They're being so, jerks right now. They don't want us to have anything, do they? <laughs> Ramsey's the fourth, and Nintendo <laughs> cunts. Like, what is Nintendo recently doing? Their whole um, we don't want you to be able to play these games. Like they're re-releasing Xenoblade Chronicles, but only on the new 3DS. So, yep. I have to spend a couple hundred quid to get it. I spend like eighty quid just to get the Wii version of the game. Have you got it still? No, I rented it from Love Film, didn't I? And I was going, oh, go and I'll go, I'll buy the copy. And then you I know didn't. what? Love Film was problematic for me because I kept sending the games back, but they never received them. <laughs> Weird that. Yeah, odd. But um, <laughs> I'd say if you want a really good turn-based strategy game, that's got a nice bit of charm to it. It's very cartoony. It doesn't even... Like, there's parts where you're having battles and the characters are having battles just to test a theory. And if you were to look at it, you'd be like, hundreds of people are dying. Wait. Like, you're murdering all these troops. And... Are we still talking about civilization? No, Advance Wars. We're not talking oh, you about said turn-based strategy. Tra- Advance Wars is a turn-based strategy. Oh, God. I'm Maybe I'll play a different game. Yeah. You played Battalion Wars, which isn't Advance Wars. I know. I've played Advance Wars as well, I'm pretty sure. I just can't yeah. remember it. Advance Wars is only on the Game Boy Advance and DS. Yeah, I probably played Advance Wars. But it's like... Yeah, it's it's brilliantly made. I love that game. It's perfect. I'll give it a... Um, one of those monkeys that's really nice and gives you sweets. The ones that will hand you things. Those little monkeys. Little nice ones. Chapuchin. Chapuchin monkey. Yeah, yeah, they're nice. I'll, I'll give it one of them. Alright. Up the bottom. Your review. My... 20 minutes in with three reviews down. This is quick for us. Mm. We are efficient. Powered yeah. by Equate. And caffeine. The natural energy drink <laughs> with cranberry and apple. 
lightly sparkling with ginseng, <laughs> green tea, and guaran guarana. Guarana. Yeah. Isn't that the batshit? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it's made with guano. <laughs> it's also brought to us by um, Villager Amiibo. Fuck that stupid fucking Amiibo. <laughs> stupid fucking toys. Fucking shit. Um, okay, so my next review. Hmm. Now that I've calmed down a little bit. My next review is a game called I Darb. Ooh. By the way, if anyone's wondering my sexual preference, no, I don't darb. Yeah. I know, right? Upsetting. Um, it's a great little sports game that's built around the mechanics of football and many others, but it's one-on-one basis. No goalkeeper. Instead, what you do is you go, you run into the centre of a side-on, multi-platformed arena. It kind of looks like a football pitch, like yeah, as if it was viewed from above. Yeah. Like if you viewed it from above, but then turned it onto a side-on platformer. That's it. It's weird. But you just you double jump to get the ball, and then you just shoot it into a little box, and it gives you a goal. Depending on how far away you are, you get more points. And you can walk it in for a single point. Hmm. Um, my God, it's fucking addictive. It's great fun as well. Like I, I didn't play a tutorial. Just jumped into the game. I ended up having three matches, one each one. So I'm, I'm apparently good at it, <laughs> um, which is more than I can say for my ability at FIFA, which <laughs> fucking run around like I've had an egg in set up my arsehole. Um, but yeah, no, really That's good. Not game. how you play football. I know, but see, the Premiership's different. I thought you had to try and score a goal without breaking the egg. No, no, no. Premiership's different. You chuck the egg up, and then if you haven't coughed up an omelette by the end of the game, you lose. Oh, shit. I know, right? Um, and you've also got to have your I'm glad you know about sports, because I don't know much about sports. Yeah, you don't want to know the rules of rugby. Um, no. So, anyway, yeah. iDub, it's really good. It's free on Xbox One, which is how I got it, because money is an issue at this moment in time. By the way, guys, we have set up <laughs> a PayPal. You just give me money. Yeah, yeah. You don't get anything. We don't increase the amount of content we make. You just give me money. Because you like my face and voice. They haven't seen my face. You like my voice. I've seen my face. Have they? It's on my Twitter, isn't it? It's on the Twitter. Mine's not. Taken from a Game Boy camera. Mine? (laughs) You're so proud of your fucking Game Boy camera. I love it. So bloody proud of yourself, aren't you? Yeah, I plugged it into my GameCube Game Boy Advance thing. Just took the photo, hold the GameCube up and just take the photo. the story of how I found King Tut's tomb. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ramses. <laughs> cunt. Um, anyway, so yeah, I uh, really like iDub. It's really good. It's a nice freebie. I kind of wish they'd... Because I know that you can't just release everything for free. I know that that's not how business works. Yeah. But I wish that they had released two games per month for the Xbox One. They will eventually, I think. I think it's just right now, while there's not many games on Xbox One, they don't want to give every game away, well, do they? that's the thing. Like, they do two AAA titles for the Xbox 360 and one indie title what for What was Xbox it this month on 360? Because I have forgotten to do my know. gaming on gold video this month. Uh, but <laughs> the problem is that as much as I, as much as I understand you've got, uh, you've got an amount of fans for the Xbox 360, the Xbox One people have invested their time and money into something they're not getting anything back from. Games often don't work or are released buggy. Imagine if it had the backwards market. compatibility and you could just download the 360 yeah, ones as well. imagine if you could just do that. Imagine <laughs> how... how well, oh, I bet it's difficult. No, it's fucking not. It's really easy. You're just skinflint cunts. Uh, but no, I uh, I really like iDub. Just wish there was another game. Because it's not... It's it's like an aperitif to another game. It's like where you've got something big to play. They're adding stuff to it, apparently. They're going to have um, 4v4 online mode and uh, online like co-op career thing going on yeah but it's just as much as that's great there's one premise to that game yeah it's gonna get dull well it's like a season mode thing isn't it they're doing yeah but it's gonna get dull quickly there's there's no ifs or buts about it it's just gonna get dull quickly it's only on Xbox One isn't it yeah so that's my thing like just AAA tiles change it to indie tiles for the Xbox 360 save a bit of cash 
and make it maybe two indie titles. No, because I've still one. got an Xbox 360. <laughs> so do I. Just ignore it because it's old. I can't afford an Xbox. Old one. man console. You got Wii U. You got a next gen console. Stop being such a bitch. Me on the other hand, I'm next gen. Both of the next gen consoles. <laughs> Wii U and Xbox One. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it's a good game. Just uh, like the, um, all the little adverts that are in the bottom corner of the screen. On when you go down the bottom, of the thing you've got the billboards, and it shows like Team Seventeen logo and yeah. stuff like that. That's quite cool. And it's um, it looks like Towerfall when you first look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks a little bit like Towerfall. Which why the hell hasn't Towerfall been released on everything? Why is it still like? Because they're still working out the pricing and how they can best rape their yeah. rape their fans. Um, but yeah, Microsoft stop being cunts. Idub, great game. Well done, guys. Woo. Woo, bitch! Get out the way! Get out the way! But oh, I'm sorry, I'm sure sure I'm rapping. I'm a yeah. white man rapping. Was that a rap? Oh no, it wasn't really. It was just the chorus to a rap song. Oh right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, kind of there. Shall I just move on then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do it slowly. Right. My next review is yeah. the controversial, highly controversial, the interview. Starring oh. Seth Rogen and James Franco. And let's give credit to Raymond Park, who played Kim Jong-un. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. That film, was I actually quite enjoyed it. It wasn't oh, brilliant. It wasn't amazing. Bland, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's a Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg film. It's the kind of... You get Super you know what you're getting with them. Zenith, yeah. I think. But and I, then like... I didn't like Pineapple Express as much as loads of other people do, but I think there's something else about that that just bugs me on that film. I like the fact that you can tell they really were friends. Yeah. So you know like the scene at the end in the diner where they're all doing their own thing and they're all reacting to each other and you've mm. got Danny McBride keeps passing out because of the blood loss. That's they're probably like, why oh! I didn't like it because oh. Danny McBride was in it. Really not yeah. like Danny McBride. He irritates me in most comedies. Yeah. Like, yeah. He does have one trick and yeah. that is Hillbilly. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I really like that end scene in the diner where they're all eating and they're talking about how how everything went down and he keeps passing out, they're like, Oh no, go on because it's probably from the blood loss and they're like, We should get you to a hospital He's like, Yeah, let's, let's do that <laughs> finishing there. Yeah, the interview uh, if you don't know, is about a T V presenter, he's an like, interview of like sort of a C list interviewer, always looking for the shock story and all this sort of thing. Although he does manage to get Eminem to come out as gay. Yeah, and show. Rob Lowe revealed his hair is missing. Yeah, and there's uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with loads of puppies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But yeah, they basically they find out that Kim Jong-un's a big fan of theirs and they intend to interview Kim Jong-un. And it doesn't matter what they say, it'll just be a nice, it'll be an interview and it'll get them noticed and everyone will pay attention well, to it. Well, they want to be more serious journalists, yeah. don't they? So they want that. Um, but in the process, they get picked up by the CIA and honeypotted into basically uh, killing Kim Jong-un. If that woman told me to do anything... It's Lizzie Kaplan. It is Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. She, I know she had sex with Matthew... McConaughey? No. Who's the guy from... I don't not, think you should... Not Matt LeBlanc. Who's demean the other guy her just Friends? Matt LeBlanc. Oh, what, Matt, Matt Thingy Chandler. <laughs> yeah, Chandler. Yeah, Matthew Mr. Perry. Big. Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. Yeah. yeah, she was dating Matthew Perry. She? Oh, poor girl. So, like, you think, like... She was in Cloverfield. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm better than Matthew Perry. <laughs> I don't have as much money. It was, she, it was her in Mean Girls, isn't it? The it is. Lesbian it is. Friend, yeah, because yeah. that's an awesome film. I freaking love Mean Girls. I like Mean Girls. She's hot yeah. in it as well. Yeah. I want to watch Mean Girls again. I just want to have sex with Lizzie Kaplan. Fair enough. But, <laughs> yeah, the interview anyway, they get told to go kill Kim Jong-un. It doesn't go quite according to plan. Um, naturally, along the way, Seth Rogen has to stick a probe up his bum. Um, I'd fight a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the film's like just... It, it plotted, it's plotted well enough. It has a story. The characters have their arcs. They have a place to go. Um, all the little dumb things that are set up earlier on pay off somewhere along the line. Even the dumb, like, bromance humour 
stuff that the film's full of for the first 25 minutes or so. But um, I'm kind of bothered by all the reviews that are out there that say it's just a terrible film, because there's a lot of them. And it's I don't think in any way it's a terrible film. It's really nicely shot. Um, I think a lot of the sets feel very cheap. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's going to be done on a budget. Like, it's comedy films these days. You have to do that. You can't be spending the sort of money they spent on um, that frigging film with all the stars that cost $120 million and This is the end? Nah. No, it wasn't one. It was one of those romantic comedy ones that they did. It had Jack Nicholson, Reese Witherspoon, and all sorts in it. And they spent a ridiculous amount of money on it, and it made no money. So now Paul everyone... Rudd. Yeah. Oh, um, how do you know them? Yeah. How do Awful. you know? Yeah, yeah. Awful. Cost 120 million to make that film. Really? Yeah. God, you know how many films I can make for 120 million? I can make like 120. Probably. Yeah, I was going to say 120 <laughs> million. It's yeah. only like a pound a film. Like. Yeah. How much does a memory card cost now? We just be kind, shit. rewind this I've shit. I've got a camera. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't have a camera. Part of my budget like, we spent on getting a camera. I, should I just go up to people in the street and just say, how do you know them? Who? Them. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I'm like, 110 times. That's 110 minutes. Yeah. Movie. I, mean, um, I like read some reviews that seem to think that because it was set in North Korea that they should be like doing some big political statement or something. And they don't really. It just like, they just make mention of the problems and that's it. You can really taste a black carrot in this drink. Black carrot. It doesn't taste anything like strawberry and lime. And I'm hoping it doesn't have strawberry in it because I'm allergic to strawberries. Oh, right. If you die during the podcast, what, um, where's your list? I won't die, I'll just like vomit. Oh, well, <laughs> just, don't vomit in my I'll house. Up. I'd rather you didn't vomit. Well, I've got a bag over here, it's got little holes in it, but I'm sure I can clog those with my fingers. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the interview was decent. I liked it, man. And I have what, no troubles with it. What a great Carrie Perry joke. Yeah, the baby of firework will constantly really, run for really it. Really nice Katy Perry yeah. joke. Um, Kim Jong Un was brilliant in it. Like yeah, Rain, just Rain Park is awesome. like because he's honeypot in the main character pretty much. He's like trying to sucker him in, make him his best friend and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So he goes soft on him, but um, it kind of works because you kind of it's not like he's making stuff up. He is actually revealing his yeah. true feelings, and then it sort of all comes back to haunt him at the end. Um, but yeah, he's just like when he turns properly evil, he does it yeah. nice enough. But um, it's just funny, the whole, like, you know, mojito, drinking margaritas. Is gay. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't let me drink margaritas. He said it was gay. No mention of his um, incredible StarCraft 2 skills. He's uh, quite the StarCraft fan. Yeah, apparently he's he's really into that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they didn't want him to be leader, wasn't it, apparently? There was the whole thing that... Uh, well, when you don't shit, you get a lot of time in your hands. Yeah. When you don't shit and you can talk to... He doesn't have a bumhole. It's crazy. Yeah, when you don't shit and you, you can talk to unicorns, you got yeah. You gotta do something with your time, don't you? Starcraft two, it's a big game. Yeah. But he hangs out with Dennis Rodman in his spare time. <laughs> Good old Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. How's he got everywhere? He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. But uh hey, have you seen Simon Says the Dennis yeah. Rodman? <laughs> Another film with techno monks. Great. Great <laughs> movie. No, it's fucking atrocious. Shit. I'd rather fucking I I genuinely rather have an enema. I'm amazed they didn't have a Dennis Rodman cameo in this film. Like, that he was just hanging out at Kim Jong-un's place. He's been like, hey, I'm Dennis... How does he speak? He's like, I'm Dennis Rodman. Like, no, he's a Dennis. cool cat. He's not a cool He guy. was in um, WCW for a while. Did a couple of matches there. Tag with Hulk Hogan, yeah, back in the day. Um, but, yeah, interview. Decent film. Watch it just for Kim Jong-un. Um, and that little girl, what's her name? I can't remember the name. The Korean girl in it. The short one? Yeah. The one who fucks Seth Rogen? Yeah. I can't remember who plays her. No, not can I. But she's cool. <laughs> she seems pretty cool. Yeah. Um, she was insane. Fingers she... bit off, don't they? Yeah, Seth Rogen does because it's oh. a reference to the whole Lord of the Rings stuff that goes on yeah. earlier on in the film. 
because it keeps referencing Lord of the Rings and then Rogan gets his finger bitten off then one of his other fingers and he bites off the finger of the guy bit. yeah and then like he gets chucked on the little yeah spoilers yeah. by the way <laughs> yeah shit yeah we're spoiling yeah. this movie to fuck um, it's a really good film though yeah I enjoy yeah. one of the things that I um, that I got a real sense of is camaraderie yeah like you watch it you know like when you watch a really bad film but it's good in the way that they're trying so hard and they're actually <laughs> genuinely having a bit of fun yeah, it felt like that. Not that everything paid off though. Even that dumb lines in the early part of the film, where like you're saying, they hate us because they ain't us and all that, and oh, yeah. it has some sort of payoff later when it bonds him with another character and all that, and like because they played some jokes to death early part of the film. There's a lot of that. Um, we're ad libbing, so let's chuck everything in stuff going on. I oh, like the Matthew McConaughey goat fuck. Yeah, yeah, that was just weird. I want to interview that goat. Yeah, I've <laughs> some questions for that goat. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's on yeah, Netflix it's now. Is it? So yeah, it's on US Netflix. It's only just been released in the cinemas in the UK. They're not doing the whole online thing in the UK. They're not dumb. Shit, it's yeah. so good that we live in the US. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I just went on US Netflix and it was on there. I was like, oh, well, I love oh, that. Awesome. Yeah, no, oh, really, that? really, uh, really enjoyed. I don't think that it's it's almost like copyright stuff. You can't infringe a copyright if you're doing it for humorous results or mm. it's like it's like mocking off a review. And I think that's the I think that's the same thing with this. Like you can't really take it personally because it's a film. Yeah, it's not meant around. to be a serious film. No. If it was like friggin' I don't know Werner Herzog or something, yeah. <laughs> someone doing a big serious because you could do that story as a p- dramatic plot. Oh yeah, like <laughs> if you removed some of the jokes, that'd be a dark yeah. movie. Yeah. That interview scene at the end as well, like it yeah, wouldn't take really much well to done. flip that into a dramatic scene. Except when he starts singing Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably. Like, I don't know. I can imagine um, freaking what's his name? Who's it who played David? Dim- was it Dim- what's his name? Oh, I can't remember. Him, him. Yeah. Um, him. Did you get like you know you could just <laughs> in that Nixon film? Oh yeah, Frost versus Nixon, Michael yeah. Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just Frank imagine Van him Gola. in that role. Gola, yeah. yeah, Frank Langella. Yeah, Frank Skeletor. Oh, I fucking love that film. He was Frost Skeletor. Versus Nixon's really good. Yeah, yeah, really good film. Um, one thing I would say about the um, about the interview. It's almost um, note for note, um, like the Great Dictator. Yeah. But done a lot worse, <laughs> and a lot of people are saying that it's akin to the Great Dictator. I don't really think that people understand quite how much fear the whole of the UK and the US were in when Charlie Chaplin bravely stood up hmm. and and mocked one of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah. I think that to compare it to that and to compare Kim Jong-un to someone like Hitler. The great dictator actually says something. Yeah. The interview isn't saying anything. Well, the interview's saying that, you know, as much as as much as it's easy to be led, mm. it's much easier to turn around the and The interview's lead about people. deception and stuff. Yeah. Like, but the great dictator's actually got a proper message behind it. Yeah. It's a great film. She watched Sholay as well. Sholay, just a segue to a Bollywood film, there's a sequence in a prison camp and the leader of the prison camp is literally an Indian guy doing Charlie Chaplin as Hitler. I don't watch... It's amazing. I don't watch Bollywood films because they're always so jolly and there's so much dancing <laughs> not always. and music. Watch Barzigar. Shil Pachetti gets pushed off a roof in that. She is so hot. And there's, um yeah, that was in the 90s as well. Oh, Ah, Young Shil Pachetti, 19 years old. God wasn't fucking it? damn it. Lizzie Kaplan and um, Shil You could watch, uh, oh, was it? I'd love to drink. Bajan, I think it was. One, and Don, that's quite a dark film, places. Dilse, that goes really dark. You've watched a lot of Bollywood films. Yeah, yeah, I like Bollywood films, man. It's like having a really good variety show. I'm not saying that's bad. Just <laughs> 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 comparing it to tea time yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Like, it's more than that. It's cinema. Like, yeah. Let's not. Let's... Cholet is one of my favourite films of all time. That all right. film's amazing. But the interview's good. Watch yeah. it. I'd recommend it. Um, yeah, just 
people that compare Jim, Kim Jong-un to Hitler, the grasp that Hitler had at the time, if Kim Jong-un had taken over several other countries and was marching his forces ever forward, that would be a case. Right now... If Kim Jong-un prob- managed to take over another country right now, I'd be amazed and I'd just wonder what that country was yeah. doing wrong. <laughs> like, as soon as he steps over into another land and someone turns around and says, oh, I know you took a shit last night, you wanker! <laughs> <laughs> you brick! And he'll run away crying, going, I don't have a butthole, I don't! <laughs> I don't poop! <laughs> I ride unicorns and speak to dolphins! <laughs> Fuck off, Terry! <laughs> 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 it's, it's old Kimmy look at him prick <laughs> uh, that's what they'd be saying in South Korea yeah, in that accent in South Korea they'd be like you fucking ledge you told him all you don't shit you fucking prick <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no I I just I don't I understand that there's thousands of people that are currently suffering under his horrifying regime but uh it's just a case of time yeah, it's full apart eventually. Long, didn't have to wait long, and his dad died. So, yeah. and he's he's not looking too well. Nah. So, fingers <laughs> crossed. Maybe we could just replace him with Raymond. <laughs> just switch him what, out. From everybody does Raymond. No, Raymond Park. Oh, Raymond Park. Yeah. <laughs> just switch him over. <laughs> and like one day he comes out, he's really happy. He's like, oh, everyone could have food. <laughs> and they're like, oh, all right. I'm hoping Raymond Park gets picked up for some actual roles for something because he's I was looking over series. his um, IMDb and he's like played about 15 doctors. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, he was in the five year engagement. He's very good. In yeah, that. he keeps trying to get people to masturbate. Yeah, he's like like Kum- um, Howard from Howard and Kumar, but good at acting because <laughs> John Cho is not great. John Cho is amazing. Stop picking. <laughs> he on always him. looks like he's got a headache. Like he, uh, he might have chronic headaches, and you're being a dick about it. I was going to say that he's always squinting in his eyes, but that would be, oh my god, that wasn't intentional. I Get stopped the myself. Racist banner up. No, I mean he's, his, his brow is always furrowed. That's what I'm saying. It's Hashtag not, racist. It's not the squinty eyes. It's the, <laughs> it's the furrowed brow. It's not that. It's the. <laughs> No, his, his eyebrows are always furrowed, and I was going to say <laughs> that his eyes were squinting. You're digging your way into a uh, concentration camp. There you camp. go, Kevin. I've got the racism in there you requested me to do racist. more of in my podcast. All right, we need a racism banner. Anyway, you uh, your next interview. Next review. 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 <laughs> what is my next review? Let's have a look. I'm all hyped up now. I've only got one left. You've only got one left? Yeah. Go oh, yeah, because you went first. Makes sense. Knocking them out in the park. Like numbers. Who's a baseball player? Okay, so this week I watched a film. It was a film about a man who struggled against insurmountable odds to become known as one of the world's top physicists. Captain America. What? (laughs) Oh, no, not Chris Evans. No. Who is actually Captain America. In real life. I want to hug Chris Evans. Um, Nothing sexual, Chris, just in case you listen. So yeah, I watched The Theory of Everything. Um, I went in expecting The Theory of Everything. I came out with nothing. It's <laughs> it's it's a fine film. I don't think it needed to be released in the cinemas. I don't think it needed to cost very much money to make. It wasn't anything spectacular. I don't think it deserves an Oscar, except for Eddie Redmayne, hmm. who I will say he embodies Stephen Hawking very well. Let's well, get an Oscar nomination because it's my left foot 2015. My left foot in space. <laughs> <laughs> um, my left foot 2040. If, if you, <laughs> my foot X. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone out there doesn't know the story of Stephen King, but he was uh, Stephen King. Stephen King. Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. He's a master of hawks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he he yeah he was a very promising student in Harvard, and um, he was uh, diagnosed with a motor neuron disease. Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah, it's not Harvard. Harvard's America. Oh, yeah, Cambridge. It's British. Term. Sorry, guys. Stop taking, stop giving the Americans Shit, our accomplishments. Yeah. By well, our he has accomplishments, an American accent by the end of the film. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he um, he gets diagnosed with motor neuron disease and almost immediately starts showing signs of um, complete collapse. Hmm. His brain becomes his, his worst enemy. Well, not necessarily. What essentially happens is he retains his incredible intelligence and his his witticisms and everything else. But he loses the ability to function with his legs and his arms. No, not quite yet. <laughs> but, you know, I still think... It does might... sound like a superhero origin story the way this film plays out, doesn't it? He like... might be a mutant. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, one problem I have with this film is pacing. They seem to seem to adopt the stop-start speed to the end. Hmm. So, um, within the first hour, he's in the wheelchair. Um, yeah. and, and he's already being declared a gifted, brilliant mind... And he's overcome so much. And then after that, the last hour is basically an ode to his wife being a cunt. That's it. Like, it's genuinely it. Like, spoilers. Everyone who hasn't seen the film or hasn't read a book about Stephen Hawking, you're about to have your minds blown. So the last... um, So as I said, the first hour, he's in the wheelchair. He's had two children with his wife. He's got functionality to the point where he can still move around and stuff. He just can't move around very much. Um, And he... He, he at that hour all of a sudden it becomes a reverse so his wife is struggling because obviously it's very hard for her um, him being in a wheelchair it's not the same you can't have that physical relationship there's not as much input she has to struggle with the kids money so on and so forth there's just a lot of issues that build up and so she ends up sleeping with one of Stephen's old college friends who happens to help a lot and he's he's something to do with the church I don't really care about religion so I don't know I don't know what his <laughs> ranking is colonel is that <laughs> yeah. Religious yeah. Work? yeah. Um, so anyway, so, lieutenant, that's lieutenant, the... lieutenant Curly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, she ends up sleeping with him and becomes pregnant again. Has another child. So there's now three kids in the equation, and obviously one of them isn't Stevens. Guess which one? The youngest one. No. Oh. The one that came from the priest dick. Um, so yeah, it's just it. it it feels a very lot. A lot of it's like, oh, she's bad. She's evil. Oh, look, she didn't stand by him. She didn't do this and anything like. That. In the beginning of their relationship, she didn't see what it would become. Mm. She didn't know how far it would go. She knew that there was going to be a breakdown in his in in the way that he functioned. There was going to be issues, but she never knew that it was going to be quite as severe as it was. Um, and then the whole thing is that he's got two years to live, so she, she wants to marry him, she wants to be with him, she wants to make those two years the best two years of his life. She does everything she can. But by the time those two years are up and he's still going, she's exhausted. Mm. And you can understand someone being in that situation. You can be exhausted from those. Emotionally, physically, you're putting everything into something and you, you're you not able to get out what you would expect in that sort of thing. It's not a give-and-take relationship. It's a give, give, and give. And I'm not saying that Stephen Hawking is a bad person. I'm saying that the film just has a terrible way of portraying female figures who are in his life. Because a nurse comes along later on. It's obviously the same nurse that apparently fucked him in the bum. Is that what happened? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Something happened. But she comes along and she's immediately like, oh, can you close the door, please? Can you let me talk to Stephen? We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Oh, you've memorised it. Because he has to have a tracheotomy, which removes his ability to speak at all. Yeah. Okay. And so now he's got to 
communicate using the stupid board and all this other crap. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> that's not me doing a Stephen Hawking impression. That's no, me doing an impression of the stupid, face. The stupid <laughs> board thing. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, she, she starts having these discussions with him. She starts helping around the house and helping with Stephen and his maintenance. Um, and, then, um, and then she's like speaking to him and she's like, oh, you're going off in your fancy. I've got you a bit of a surprise. And she's got a porn mag. And she's showing him porn. Whilst yeah. he's, he's obviously a man trapped in a chair. Yeah. He has very limited functionality as she's like turning it. And he makes the same face he makes through like 40% of the rest of the film. And she's like, oh, you like that, do you? And it's like, how, how do you know? He could be like blinking SOS. <laughs> you wouldn't know because you're ignoring it and showing him tits. Um, and yeah, it just is really weird. And then she seems to have a crush on him and she's like in a relationship with him, but not quite. Yeah. And then she ends up going to America with him. It's just, it's all fucking weird. And I, again, I'm not saying that people in that situation can't have relationships. Absolutely not. But the way the film portrays it is that it's like immediate. Like she sees him, she's like, oh, hot stuff. Oh, get in there. <laughs> and like, it's, that's not the case. With someone like that, it would be a slow burn. You would learn about that person. You'd be, You'd be appreciative of them as a personality. You wouldn't, because physical attraction doesn't. It, it's not necessarily something you get in that situation. You, you know what I mean? Like, you don't see disabled. You don't see disabled. Maybe she's got fetish. You don't see disabled people on the street. And you don't leer at them because, for one, they've got a disability. You don't want to draw attention to it. And for two, you you know that's there's a certain level of loss in attractiveness when it comes to a disability. And it's it's all based on our feelings, our mental chemistry. That's how we work. You know, it's survival of the fittest. You see people that look like look like possible mates, you do, and you see someone that's wounded, and it's not like a possible mate. That's the thing. Especially if they've got like you know an open wound. James Spader likes that. <laughs> Call back to a crash episode last yeah. week. No, last two weeks. Two weeks ago. That's the thing with a lot of biopics, though. They kind of they want to rush to the part everyone knows, and they don't think about what the actual overarching plot is. Yeah, like. They just tend to just tell a story. That's why one of my one biopic I really like is Under the Sea. You know the um, yeah the, yeah because um, it goes off on a flight of fancy, but it has its own internal arc and it like concentrates on that. Also, that's that film perfectly encapsulates music and people in music. Yeah. like Inside. Have you seen Inside Llewyn Davis? No, no, I need to watch that. That's a similar thing. There's a song, and the song resonates throughout the film. And thematically, as you hear the film, or as you watch the film, sorry. The soundtrack is elements of that song played subtly yeah. or rearranged. Yeah. The song Bobby Darren. Yeah, Bobby Darren's one from Under the Sea. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, that song Under the Sea, he plays it at the beginning. That's his big hit. And yeah. then he goes away, he comes back, and he plays it again. But all throughout the film, you can hear elements of it play. Yeah. But you can't recognise them because it will either be it's chop changed or it's different notes, or it's rearranged, but it's still that same progression. It'll be the same audio. Yeah. It's just it's slightly altered. And I really like that. With this, the problem is that Stephen Hawking, he's such a grand character. I can't even name his wife and I've just seen a film about him. <laughs> so it's a case of he is the focus of the story, but God forbid you get the wife's take on it. I understand it's going to probably be a little bit more negative or it's going to be hard to make someone who, who cheats on their husband a uh, uh, sympathetic sympathetic character, but at least fucking try. Yeah. Don't turn her into Darth Vader in the first 45 <laughs> minutes because she fucked someone. Jesus Christ. If if you were dating someone who was addicted to heroin and you didn't want to fuck them anymore because they were addicted to heroin but you were trying to help them and you met someone you really liked and you fucked them, no one would say to you, oh, I can't believe you cheated on your heroin-addicted husband. They'd be like, oh, you know, I understand heroin's different because you do that to yourself. But you understand, it's, that's the point. You're, like, you're not like, oh, no, look, she's cheated on him. The man was infirm. The poor fuck. He's gone through so much. I can only assume that it's a fucking nightmare to be trapped in your own body like that. Yeah. 
And and the woman, she has to feel emotionally for that person. What, what are you getting out of that? It is just emotion, and there's like a physicality, physicality that you need in a relationship. You can't just you can't just talk to someone over the internet. You always want to meet them. You always especially they're all yearning. like still young in the twenties at that point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just fucking really annoying. Um, all right, film though. Red, Eddie Redmayne, fuck. He, he, I don't know. I don't know how long he had to sit in that chair. That expression, like you, you have to well, loosen your face. When they were filming, bit. they because um, you know they film films out of order. You don't film yeah. in chronological order. Um, you film based on what location you're at. They were shooting like he would have days where he starts the day in the wheelchair. Then later in the day he's walking around the walker sticks. Then he's walking around fine. Yeah. So he had to like keep switching between it all day. That can't be good for your joints. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he he embodies Stephen Hawking. Like you can see it mm. in him. And it's even sadder. Like, I'm not saying that the journey isn't sad. Watching it on cinema is quite sad. But you can see his his determination to get stuff out of there. But the problem is that it's not the determination like that you see later on. You just see sadness. Yeah. Because it's almost immediately, as soon as he goes into that Stephen Hawking mode, he gives up on expression. And that's the problem. It's, it's we very can't hard, do much. <laughs> but yeah, it's very hard to act where you're just using your mouth and your eyes and so on. But um, still, mm. still he does very well. Um I imagine he's fucking awful in Jupiter Ascending, though. <laughs> Have you seen him? He's wearing like, I don't know, like Cher's film. makeup and costume from like from Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> I think Channing Tatum looks like a character from a crappy fantasy video game. He looks like an anime character. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I like Channing Tatum, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of yeah. the doubt. Go watch it. Channing Tatum seems like a kind of guy. Have you? Uh, I uh, I must confess, I watched the Magic Mike XXL trailer. Did you? I didn't really get anything out of it. I couldn't fuck. Was I it long enough for I you? I couldn't to... wank. No, no, because I'm just not attracted to men. Oh, but uh, I tried. <laughs> you um, that song's great though. <laughs> I didn't watch They've it. They've got a Daft Punk song, <laughs> have they? Huh. Yeah, and it's um, oh fuck, it's awesome. Like <laughs> I watched the trailer just to listen to the song. It's <laughs> Kevin Nash in it again. Who? Kevin Nash. He was in the last one. Was he? I didn't yeah. watch the last one. Did you watch it? No. Oh. I bought it for my mum on Blu-ray. Oh. I bought my mum porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can buy a Fifty Shades of Grey scene, can't you? No one wants to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. It's such a fucking stupid... No women are going to go to the cinema and watch it, surely. It's fucking stupid is what it is. Have you read the books? No, I tried to. I read about three pages and I started feeling like my brain was bleeding. I read all three and I mentally, it took me months to get through them because I had to keep correcting the grammar in my head yeah. and the spelling. Set in America and it keeps using English idioms. Yep. Yeah, like even though I was like one page in, I was like, "That that's not what Americans say." No, and uh, also like, it's I don't know. Do you do you know much about BDSM? I don't practice BDSM, but I get no. fascinated by these things. <laughs> I don't. All right, so like, it's all about like they got a safety word. Yeah, it begins like <laughs> passive influences. So like, there's yeah. a bit of abuse in bedroom just to spark things up a bit. There's a bit of spanking. Um, I wouldn't call it abuse. I, I, yeah, that's the wrong word. But um, in this, the woman who's written it has no experience with BDSM. So it just seems like people it's are just getting chained down and hit. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a forty-five-year-old woman who has a husband who probably fucks her in missionary position every time, <laughs> and she's written this book about fucking handcuffing people and whipping them and all this other shit. And it just you you, you think to yourself, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like at least ask someone who does that. You're getting into um, secretary territory, aren't yeah. you? Which secretary is not about BDSM, secretary is about dominance. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it becomes almost secretary's like... Secretary is a great film. Secretary is a great film. And yeah. also, at the end, you can see the darker influences. She doesn't yeah. like it towards the end. No. In this, she's like, oh yeah, fuck me in the ass. Yeah, slap me in the face. Fucking beat the shit out of me. And that is saying such a dangerous precedent for kids that see this. Yeah. Like, if it's a 15 or an 18, you've it's got 18-year-olds 18 18 that are like yeah. going to go, oh, yo, we're about some nipple cramps. And all. Oh, no, I don't like it when I'm hitting the face. No one likes being punched in the fucking face. 
There's a disconnect from being smacked <laughs> in the face and fucking someone. And when you blur those lines by making an influential thing like Fifty Shades of Grey, you're only damaging the youth. You're damaging future generations. You're fucking with the time stream. You're Simon Cowell, who is the biggest cunt possible. All Simon Cowell does is fuck people over. He uses his money and his influence to make stupid little shitty boy bands and people just fucking just twat. He tells people you don't need to work hard. You don't need to do things in life. You just need to go on a talent show. And that's not how life works. Much like this is not how BDSM works. You know nothing about what you're writing about. I know very little and I know you're a fucking moron. So why write a book about it? Just because you're titillated by the idea of touching yourself between sentences that sound like some fucking child has got hold of a porno It meant like a 14-year-old had written Yeah. It's like stuff like, oh, she wanted a Christian-flavoured lollipop. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right? <laughs> if she wants to give him a blowy, no woman likes giving blowjobs. You give a blowjob because you appreciate your man and you want to treat him nicely. That's the same reason men go down on women. We're not doing it for our own enjoyment. We're doing it because it's foreplay. It's part of the whole experience. You fuck. I'm done. Were you in, weren't you reviewing The Theory of Everything? Oh, yeah, Theory of Everything's all right. Five out of ten. I wouldn't yeah. really rate much higher. Eddie Redmayne's the real reason to see it. Oh, and his wife's kind of hot. Oh, sweet. But it's just, it's very sad. It's like, it's like... It's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very sad and there's no real triumph and everything seems muddled and messy by Oh, the he doesn't end. walk again by the end? No. Oh. oh, he does in a dream sequence. No. It's like when people um, got pissed off on Zodiac because it didn't have like a conclusive ending. Like it didn't in real life. Like Yeah. I really like the film Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Do you like the Summer of Sam? No, I've not seen Summer of Sam. That's the other Zodiac. Yeah. Pick, isn't it? yeah. There's like a the weird Spike scene Me in which one? Mina Zavari, yeah. she goes to a swingers club with John Leguizamo. Sweet. And he's fucking a lady while she gets fucked by a man. My God, I, I was hard as a rock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, space mountain. Anyway. <laughs> um, my last review then, this week, is going to be the latest game from Don't Nod, which is Life is Strange, episode one, Chrysalis, which um, I downloaded, it's only three ninety nine for the first part. Boom. It's all right. Um, they've done a, like, a thing where you can buy all the parts together, fifteen ninety nine or... Um, Buy episodes two to five for twelve ninety nine. Get them in a bundle, which I'll probably do anyway. Um, I'm hoping they release them all separate individually, just in case I don't have cash. But um, yeah, I really liked it. It's very much in the Walking Dead vibe. The whole like walk around, look at things and stuff. But it's better made than the Walking Dead games and all those Telltale games. Like a lot of Telltale games, they've got this really old engine and it's really kind of creaky and wobbly, and they don't work too well. And it's not been it's not been refined over the years, has it? I think it's scripting that gets me on the Walking Dead game. Oh fucking Walking Dead season one! I almost cried. <laughs> yeah, the writing's good. Oh, like, holy fuck! Life is strange. It's like it's well written, but whoever's writing it doesn't know how teenagers talk. Um, Who does? One of the characters, Chloe, keeps saying "Hella." Um, Hella. Yeah. <laughs> Hella. The main Ella, character, Max, Ellie. in one scene, says um, her camera breaks, and she says, "Are you serial?" Um, Super serial. She replies to a text message with "Keck." In what? One, yeah, you know, Ke- in World of Warcraft, if you're a Horde player and you type in LOL, it appears as Kek to the Alliance players because they don't speak the same language. So, yeah, nerds type Kek sometimes instead of LOL. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. But, um, oh, the lip syncing's terrible in the game. That's one oh, thing yeah. they've got really bad. It's just awful. But the it's much more elegantly designed. It's a nicer looking game than in the than in the Telltale Games ones. Um, when you walk around and you interact with something, there's not a cursor on screen you move around and click on things. You walk up to it and an icon appears over it and it gives you the options of what you can do with it, where it's look, interact and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, there's hidden photographs to try and take photos of. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do which will affect the story later and I missed most of it. Um, if you watch the videos I put up on the last one, you, it gives you a tally. And I got the main story ones, obviously, because you can't avoid them, but all the optional ones, I got like two of 
Um, one of them was touch Dana's pregnancy test. Only 2% of people touched her pregnancy test. <laughs> I want to believe that they... Because there's a rewind time mechanic in it and you can solve puzzles by rewinding things and manipulating events to make things happen. Yeah. So like you pick up a hammer. When you rewind time, you'll still have that hammer. So it's quite nicely done. So you need to set up a fire alarm at one point, so you need to push a thing aside. You haven't got enough time to push the thing aside, get the hammer and smash the fire alarm. So you push it aside, grab the hammer, rewind time, then smash the fire alarm. Oh, okay. Um, but there's also stuff you can do where if you make a decision and you're not feeling particularly good about the decision you've made, you can rewind time and redo it. All right. Um, sometimes a catcher will ask for a particular piece of information you might not have. So you find that information, rewind time to before the conversation, then use that information in the co- in the conversation to solve ah. the puzzle. Um, there's a couple of points I did where um, you see in the second part um, one of the girls refuses to move off the steps so you can get into your dorm room so you set up this sequence of events which took me ages to figure out um, where you make a paint can drop and splatter her with paint and you have two choices when you walk up to her to be mean to her or to sort of say sorry and all. well not say sorry because she doesn't know it's you who's done it even though you've been a bit of a dick there but to show sympathy um, and I was mean to her the first time because I thought, well, fuck her, she's evil anyway. Okay. Um, and I felt kind of bad about it afterwards, especially when she said, um, Nathan knows where you are as well. Nathan's a character who seems to have a gun and is very rich and no one wants to do anything about him. Um, you save you save your friend Chloe from him at the start of the game. Okay. He kills a girl and you set off the fire alarm to stop it happening. Oh. But um, he's a bit nasty and no one seems to react to the fact that he's got a gun because he's got a rich family and the principal... Loves the rich family. But you splat her with paint, and I was like, oh, hang on a sec, I don't want Nathan coming after me with a gun. Rewind. And I chose a sympathetic option. It kind of added an extra layer to the Victoria character. You got covered in paint. But then one thing that was kind of buggy was that straight afterwards you have to get into someone's room, and um, there's like... In order to do it, you have to sneak into Victoria's room and find out that she's been doing something nasty. That's, you know, because one of the other girls thinks that the girl's room you're getting into has been cheating on her boyfriend, her boyfriend or something, but it turns out it's actually Victoria and sending messages to him. So you instantly have sympathy for that Victoria and then suddenly you don't, which is a bit odd. But I want to see how that plays out because I think that Victoria's probably going to be one of those characters who's like, you try and learn more about as it goes along and maybe how she is portrayed is affected by your decisions more than you'd expect. Um, There's all sorts of little side characters, interesting characters, loads of teenagers who are having tough times. Um, really well presented, like one of the first bits, which I got content ID'd for, thanks Square. Um, you walk out the room and she puts some headphones in and listens to music as you walk down a corridor. Mm. And like the title credits play as you're walking down this corridor and you can interact with the students and talk to them as you're going past and see them walking around. It's nicely played out like a little indie movie intro sequence thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a really nicely made little game. Um, mm. Seems to be all building towards some big hurricane event. I figure what happened at the start of the game is you got killed and then she's rewinding time just before she gets killed to the first time she realised she could do it. So you're actually playing like the last few days before she died, like Donnie Darko. Yeah, and I think the whole thing is potentially leading up to her realising that she's going to die and how she's going to figure out how to get out of it. Which you kind of do the second time you go there anyway because you don't see that you sort of don't get hit by the f- um, flying boat oh. <laughs> flying through the air. But... Um, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The next part's going to have something to do with train tracks, which reminds me of a PSA video I watched at school where a kid got his legs cut off on a train. Or Super 8. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's good. It's decent. For three ninety nine. play the first part. If you don't like it, you haven't spent too much, and it's all right. Have you played Game of Thrones? No, because I don't know anything about Game of Thrones, so... Do you not watch Game of Thrones? No. No. It's not, ava- it's not easily available if you're on Virgin Media, is it? It's like... It's not you don't get Sky Atlantic on Virgin Media. It's not on Netflix or anything like that. Do you know where it is? Where the internet? Yeah, but I don't pirate stuff like you. Well, I don't put hat on to do it, but you know. Nah. <laughs> um, okay, all right. But Life is Strange is good. 
Give it yeah. a go. Interesting characters. Is it on the Xbox One? Yeah, it's on everything. Yeah. Three ninety nine, man. I might do. And um, the Chloe character's played by Ashley Birch, who was Tiny Tina in Borderlands. No. Oh. Yeah, I like Tiny Tina. Screw all the haters. I uh, I have a massive crush on Ashley Tisdale. Ashley Tisdale. She's not in it. No. Just <laughs> because they had the same first name before yeah. I mentioned that. I'm just dropping celebrity female names, like yeah. and saying that I'd like to fornicate with them. We're, I don't want to do anything. I'm not like saying this isn't. This isn't like you're not Gamergate. allowed near a house anymore, are you? No, well, I've never been there. Um, <laughs> I, this isn't like Gamergate. We're not two weird guys. When I say that I'd like to fuck a certain celebrity, I mean it in the nicest possible way. It's a compliment that you're you're to my liking. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I know, right? You stop digging holes in Firstly, like, <laughs> right, you've got your racism pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Do right. your last review. My last review is Resident Evil, the re-re-re-re-re-remix remaster. Remaster edition, Turbo, Alpha, Street yeah. Fighter Upper. Which, um, for all its hype and pomp that's been going on recently, seems an awful lot like the GameCube game. But it was, that's what it was. It was just a HD version of the GameCube game. When you say HD, I think they're using it as a loose definition because it looks about as good. Well, the backgrounds aren't going to be re-rendered or anything because oh, yeah, that'd be too much effort it would be <laughs> it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be a lot of work for a 15 pound download oh yeah but when you download a 15 pound game 15 like a million times it's 15 million pounds <laughs> it's a lot of money anyway great game i love resident evil um little confession resident evil is probably the game i've played the most in my life hmm. i've spoken about this before i think yeah um but um yeah downloaded it loved it played it through it's a lot harder than I remember it being I used to be able to complete that game in like two hours you're playing as Jill or Chris Jill yeah I always play as Jill because Chris only has six slots yeah he may have more health but he's only got six slots so you need to play as Jill to get the extra slots so that you can do the emblem puzzle early in the game yeah and also Chris doesn't know how to play the fucking piano the stupid twat <laughs> Moonlight Sonata is so easy to play da 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 it's like so easy Come on, Chris, get your game together. Although, um, one of the nice things that there's a bunch of people that speedrun it, mm. and watching them, I've um, I've realised that they're all awful at the game because I saved everyone when I did it in two hours. <laughs> so you guys suck. I saved Barry, which means Resident Evil Revelations Two is correct for my timeline. But you bunch of cannon breakers can fuck off. I've seen um, some people are modding the PC version to have the original voiceovers from the PS One game. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> one thing, one thing I don't like is hard mode. They've changed it. it used to be you could take three hits. Yeah, but now you can only take two. And also, when you're moving, I use the D-pad. Yeah, because traditionally I use the D-pad when I used to play. Tank controls, isn't it? But the problem is that when now. you get grabbed, yeah. you need to use the fucking thumbstick to get out of the grab. You can switch off the tank controls now, can't you? Yeah, but so why optional. would you do that? Yeah, I don't know if it will work because um. The reason for tank controls to me work on Resident Evil is because um, it's not a whole thing with limited movement. When you move from one screenshot to the other, mm. it's not always the same direction. And if you haven't got tank controls, then you've got a chance of spinning around and going the wrong way. Tank controls keep you moving forwards. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but um, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's really cheap as well. For, for a new next-gen game, yeah. it's really cheap. And also, if, like me, you can complete it in two hours, you pretty much unlock everything in the game afterwards. Yeah. You get like a five I can't minute. finish it in two hours. I've never finished the first Resident Evil. What? Keep, yeah, it keeps going horribly wrong. As soon as what? the hunters start turning up, I fall to pieces. Just ignore them. Yeah. You can run around the hunters. Most people do, just to avoid it. I don't. I trust uh, one of the everything. things as well, Chris can't do the Plant 42 puzzle. Can he? No, he can't mix the chemicals because he knows nothing about chemicals. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. He, can, he can't unlock doors either, can he? No. He's not the master of unlocking. He's, he's a fucking moron. Yeah. 
And also, you have to do the shotgun puzzle to get the shotgun. It's like, well, no, I've got a big strong man to look after me. I'm Jill. <laughs> she was almost a Jill sandwich. She was almost a Jill sandwich. I hope it's not Chris's off. blood. I don't need this. Maybe you can use it, grenade launcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool game. I love that. I've got the remake on GameCube. I play that quite it's a lot. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, yeah, and I love the the um, is it Alice? What's the name of the girl that's uh, mutated in that one? They've changed, they've updated it because on the original oh, game they didn't have that. Oh, she called Lucy, wasn't she, or something like that? Yeah, I think so. But on the main, you, you remember the original back in the day, they didn't actually have that sideline. That was something they no. wanted to add, but they couldn't. They I think that's about time. as far as I got on the GameCube one. Yeah, I did that bit, and also they didn't have the outside bit that you can go to from the yeah. main hallway. But yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's not much change. This is classic Resident Evil at its best. Um, I don't think Revolution, Revelations is going to be very good. Revelations it's a episodic, isn't it? Yeah, and also it's not being released on the 3DS or the Wii U, which kind of seems like a fucking stab in the testicles for Nintendo yeah. back in them. I kind of like it's um, apparently one of the, the characters and it just keeps having really weird euphemisms and swears. Like yeah. It says something's like a big old bucket of fucks. And uh, Barry, the cock. Barry's <laughs> back in. Oh, Barry's Barry. the main character. Sweet. I wanted to bring back Billy. Which one was Billy? You remember Resident Evil Zero? No, I didn't play it. Oh, did you? But not? Was he the convict one? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Bullet time, Billy. There's yeah. a scene in the beginning of Resident Evil Zero where the leech monster is coming after you, and Billy, like, you're like, oh, I'm all by myself. I'm Rebecca Chambers. I'm just a lady. I can't do anything. And he just like comes out and he's like, move, bitch. <laughs> Goes in the bullet time, just shoots it once. He's like, Billy. I think like the Resident Evil I like the most is that sweet period. It was Resident Evil Three, um, Code Veronica, and Resident Evil Four. Like those three games. All different, and they're all really cool games. I love them. I've played um, Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2 on the GameCube, the Dreamcast on the PlayStation. Yeah. Resident Evil 3 on the GameCube, um, GameCube, Dreamcast, and PlayStation. I played Code Veronica. I played Code Veronica X, Resident Evil Gaiden. Which Code Veronica Game X was the PS2 one, wasn't it? Was. It? it was a mess, that one, wasn't it? Gaiden, yeah, there was a bunch of issues. It um, looked worse than the Dreamcast one. It was weird. Well, the problem was that um, some, of the, some of the coding, when it went over, they put it all on one disc, and they didn't have it on two. Yeah. So that middle bit where you switched over, sometimes your save wouldn't work properly. <laughs> um, okay, uh, and uh, yeah, I played Gaiden and Resident Evil 4. One of the things that I really hated, if you had a GameCube and you bought Resident Evil 4 for 30 quid, and then your mate was like, oh, I can't believe it, I can't get it on the PS2, and they bought it on the PS2, and they're like, oh, the graphics are so good, and you saw it, and they had darkened faces. Hmm. And like there was loads of shadows, so they didn't have to detail stuff the same way. Res- PS2 Resident Evil 4 looks horrible. Yeah. And all the cutscenes yeah. of um, video of the GameCube version. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being in-game engine, which it was on the GameCube. But it was just, it was really upsetting. And I, I just, I don't understand why Capcom insist on fucking Nintendo over when they've been such good partners for so many years. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like they funded Resident Evil 4 pretty much, didn't they? Yeah. And then they did Resident Evil Revolution, Revelations. Which was a gamble, but it went back to the traditional Resident Evil ways. It did really well. And now they're not bringing it out on the Wii U. I'm surprised there hasn't been a re-release of Resident Evil Zero. Yeah, I'm surprised. But I think that was Nintendo published it, didn't they? Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't had a re-release of Resident Evil 2 or 3. Like an updated mm. version. Because Resident Evil 3 um, is probably one of the finest hour 45s <laughs> you can have. Yeah, I, I churned through Resident Evil 3 so many times. Mm. I even did a run through where I killed Nemesis each time. Oh, really? Yeah. Friggin' oh. difficult. <laughs> You yeah. do it with a knife, apparently. You kind of have to do it on your second or third playthrough when you've unlocked some of the other weapons and you've got the rocket launchers and stuff, but it's doable. Yeah. But, but um, um, 3 was brilliant. I love 3. Had the best story. Yeah. 2's got the like the risk best system where you can keep replaying it with different you know different story sides yeah. and all that. 
and you have the harder mode and everything. But Resident Evil 3, I just really like the way it plots out. And I forgot I played Resident Evil 1 on the Sega Saturn as well. Jesus. Yeah. My cousin's had a Sega Saturn. Crusty, broken 3D models and all that, because the Saturn wasn't very good at 3D. Well, no, it, it, but you could unlock Hunk and Tofu. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. Which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, yeah no, I, I'm a big, massive fan of Resident Evil. I even played the mobile games. Do you remember those? No. They were really shit. There's a sort of Resident Evil 4 version, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, yeah. But I uh, I look forward to, to seeing what they do with um, the next one. As long as it's not like Resident Evil 6. Resident Evil 6 would be a fine game if it was just the whole time you were oh, Leon Kennedy in in that, that Tall Oaks place and yeah. it was open world and all you needed to do was, not like Dead Rising, not comical, all you needed to do was there were areas where survivors were still living and, and places and you basically had to jump from area to area and try and keep survivors alive whilst also piecing together what had happened and what the terrorist group was doing. And then like maybe you make the villain at the end, it turns out the head of security has done it because America hasn't had a war for long enough and they're trying to make it so there's a war on home soil so they can attack another country and that way they can prov- they can they can um, make money from the war. <laughs> Profit from the war. That's actually a great storyline. Why didn't they do that? It's so easy. Like That's immediately off the top of my head. It's just essentially 80s action film meets zombies with these great characters you really like. And every so often someone can get dropped in. Like, like Barry's over the other side of the town. You can call him in to secure a building. <laughs> And then you've got like this time management system and you can switch over to Barry if there's an attack and you want to take him over and look after the... Oh, it'd be awesome. The thing is with Resident Evil 6, it didn't seem to realise it was silly. It kind of just was... Yeah. It was really took silly. itself really seriously. Mm-hmm. But even Resident Evil 4 knew it was a little bit silly. Yeah. As we mentioned before, there's a freaking midget bad guy in it in a, in a Napoleon costume. costume. Even yeah. Resident Evil 5, where they had the boulder, they're like, punch the boulder! And yeah. <laughs> they're all quick. Like, ah! <laughs> that was awesome. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, like... All they need to realise is that Resident Evil works. It works best when you've got something something like a like a map, you've got the system there, and all you're doing is you're telling a story within that area and you're making sure you take all the elements you have available. I mean, you can even have Billy come back as like a fucking yeah. like a Rambo S. They keep trying to make the locations bigger, but the mansion yeah. is one of the best locations. Yeah. Brilliant location. But imagine imagine if they made if they made Tall Oaks, that whole village, and Billy was like Rambo. He had gone through town. <laughs> And he wakes up and he's been beaten by the police and thrown to the outskirts. He wakes up the next day and like, he's like, oh, God, my head. Zombie! <laughs> no! It's just like, great. Like, I could fucking write a better Resident Evil game than they've written in so long. Yeah. And that's, be too that's odd. really upsets me. And Revelations has kind of got its tongue in its cheek. Yeah. So but, like, can you imagine, like, you get Leon on the phone just like, I need to know where the prisoner's daughter is now! Who <laughs> like, oh, said <send> yeah? <laughs> it's amazing. Like, hanging someone over the edge of a building, like, you're lying to me! It'd be great. Yeah. The quick time event could be you've got to tap the button to keep him in place when you're holding him over the edge, and then you drag him back with the L and R buttons. <laughs> and just like, bastard! Ah! I don't want any QTs. Uh, they made them. They they made them. They initially started the whole thing. I know God of War was maybe a little bit before Resident Evil. Shenmue was the one that kicked it off. Yeah, but Shenmue it was like a dancing game, wasn't it? No, no, no. It's action sequences when you're running around town uh, and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. That's and, true. Yeah, yeah. Some of the fights were played out in QTs as well. Yeah. But, um, good. but I had no problem with them in Resident Evil Four. But yeah, just um, focus up. Really, mm. is the problem with those, isn't it? They keep trying to make big budget action blockbusters. Well, they could do that, but they just need to do it like Connor and not like fucking Casino Royale. Mm. <laughs> like, no one wants to see Quantum of Solace X zombies. No one wants to see Quantum of Solace. No, that's true. Or Sky fucking Fall. Skyfall was good. No, it was a great film. It's like, at one point, doesn't Javier Bardem just, like, touch Bond's cock? 
He's just like, oh, yeah. Mr. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gay. Oh, no, I can't He's not necessarily gay. He's just trying to make people uncomfortable. Trying to make Bond uncomfortable. It's like, it's so fucking shit. I want to see if Bond would go there. What, fuck a man? <laughs> yeah. I reckon he would. If it's if his duty for the country. Well, kind, of, kind of have to, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Got no choice. And on that note... <laughs> that's, the end. that's the end. That's my last thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Resident Evil. Yeah, it's worth doing. Okay. It's worth doing. Yeah, worth worth playing the game. I wouldn't say the same for five. Well, actually, no, I'd say the same for five. I wouldn't say the same for six. Yeah. And Revelations, if you're not going to play on the Wii or the Nintendo DS, it's kind of weird. It's not very good. No. It's really good on the Nintendo 3DS. It looks fucking amazing for that console. And then the Wii U, it's really great because the gamepad comes into it. Yeah. It's a good use of the game. It makes a good argument for they should put bloody DS games on the Wii U Virtual Console. Because it's practically got the same. All oh, right, yeah. we know your want, opinions of that. I want Advance Wars DS on the Wii U. You, uh, you can't have it. No, sorry. Can I have Feel the Magic XXXY? I'm not gonna fuck you. No, the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't what it's called over here. But yeah, that's episode ten of Critter Pockets. We should end you, it there. Just, <laughs> it's called just fucking. It's a game. It's not a game. I've got it there. What underneath? Mario Kart DS. That's a porn film. No, it's not. It's a DS game. <laughs> it's not a DS game. You've just shoved the DVD into a DS box and ripped up the cover up. It would fit in a DS box. Oh, is that Vib Ribbon? No. Vib Ribbon's a PS1 game. Oh. Anyway, that's Crit Apocalypse 10. <laughs> Matt's taken us off tangent like five times in the last five seconds, but hey. Boom! He's oh. saying boom again. Thank you for listening, guys. And as always, like, comment, and subscribe. And review us on iTunes. We want oh, iTunes. Oh, shit. Forgot to say. Um, we're going to start a competition from now until the next episode. If anyone wants a copy of Manborg on DVD. <laughs> Did you get it from Poundland? In the UK. Shut up! It's a good film. <laughs> on DVD. If you're in the UK and you want a copy of Manborg on DVD, um, hit me or add up with a tweet. Um, all we want is a film title. No, just don't just say just tweet us because the chances of anyone getting this far through it, audience retention suggests that no one's listening this far through it. That's There's a good true. chance Jen Serik will like he's the one person I think listens to our <laughs> podcast all the time. But um, yeah, we could always we could always tweet the competition as well. But just tweet us a film title that um, that you've changed into either a porn film or. Combined with another film title, and the best one will get a free copy of Manborg on DVD. Fair enough. In the UK, nowhere else. I don't. I'm not paying shipping to go to fucking Venezuela. No. UK cost more than DVD did. Yeah, that cost way more than DVD did. Yeah. So in the UK, you can win a copy of Manborg. Like, it's a great film. You're gonna have two copies of Manborg for. I've got two copies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Catch you later then. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>